Welcome to the Wellspring Church Podcast. We're an international church family who wants to see Jesus' love transform communities. This recording is a sermon from our Sunday service and will take you deeper into the Bible in a real and relevant way. Most people have signed their kids in and returned back. Um, If you could bring your conversations to a close... And uh, you, can continue, you can continue them after the service uh, with our refreshments, including spiced punch. I know. Ooh, come on, get that panto. I said uh, you can enjoy them with spiced punch. Ooh, yes. Wonderful. So um, we're going to come into the Word together now. And one of the best parts of coming to the Word is recognizing and acknowledging that God wants to speak to each and every one of us. And so it's good to pray that we'd be open to hearing whatever God has to say. I believe there's a word for each of us today. It's not just for the person on your left or your right. God wants to grab your attention and share something of his goodness with you. So Heavenly Father, we open ourselves up to you. We already have. We've welcomed you, Lord. But Father, I pray that you would help us to hear you today, to see you today, to have open hearts, Lord God. May we be good soil for the seed of your word to be planted in us, that it wouldn't just remain something for today, but actually something that would grow and bear fruit in the days to come. We ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. Well, we've been working through these Sundays in Advent, looking at the good news of great joy. And as we've looked at good news, great joy, we've realized The announcement of the good news has come from angelic appearances. And through the nativity, we've looked at this and we saw Zechariah uh, had the angel appear to him in the temple. Then we had Mary and we also had Joseph. And uh, today we're going to talk about the shepherds. And uh, you'll find that in Luke chapter 2. But just a little reflection uh, for you. When uh, the angels appeared, it always seemed like it was a bit troubling to begin with. This good news was a bit troubling. So we get Zechariah, who's terrified by the angel. We get Mary, who's who's deeply troubled, who's distressed. And then you've got <laughs> Joseph, who, who has a dream. But before he has his dream, he realizes um, Mary's pregnant. He's come to find Mary's pregnant. And he's agitated. He's frustrated because he's not the father. So there's all this going on. And yet with each of them, they experience joy. They experience God's joy. And today we're going to look at the shepherds and see how they experience joy as well. But before that, just wanted to check in with you all on your Christmas sort of approach. How many of you, raise your hands here, how many of you have pulled a Christmas cracker so far? One, two, three, four. So a couple of you have done it. Well, I'm sure if you haven't done it already, you have done in the past. And uh, Christmas crackers, a bit of temporary happiness, aren't they? You get to pull a cracker and the winning side is the one that's bigger. And, and so you win that and there's a, there's a little bang. Maybe there's a bigger bang. And uh, as quick as that bang happens, the happiness goes, right? <laughs> you, you've won and it's done. But... There's a few more bits to come. Within a cracker, you've got three things. You've got the 
toy or the, the gift, right? So you've got a puzzle, may not bring you as much joy. It brings me infuriation because I never do it. Or how about the red fish? Anybody have the red fish? You put it on your palm and it tells you how you're feeling. And every time it's right, I'm hungry. And so uh, it's because we're putting crackers and not eating Christmas dinner. There's a joke. And again, a little bit of temporary happiness, maybe a bit of temporary misery. Shall I give it a go, church family? Let's have a look. How much did Santa pay for his sleigh? I'm glad you asked, Catherine. Nothing. It was on the house. So misery and joy, there was a spread there. But it was fleeting, wasn't it? It's done. The joke is over. And then finally, what else do you get? Even if you don't win the cracker, everybody gets a crown. Everybody gets a paper crown. And I'm guessing, just with the amount of people here, some of you don't even wear the crown. How dare you? (laughs) But some of you who do wear the crown, let's be honest, it doesn't last beyond the meal or it doesn't last beyond Christmas Day. The happiness of that is just temporary. Today I want to talk about not just temporary happiness. I want to talk about the joy, the eternal joy, the everlasting joy, the lasting joy of knowing Jesus. And I believe God's word for us today is to journey with that great joy. Journey with joy because it's a process. It's a relationship. And so it's not just for a moment. It's for a lifetime. In fact, it's for eternity. So today we're going to be looking at how to journey with great joy. And we're going to be looking from the shepherd's account. Now, the shepherd's account is in Luke chapter 2. We're going to take it from verse 8. and we're going to work progressively through it. So we're going to go to 8. We'll read through from 8 to 14. And so far in the story that... The birth has actually happened. So we're taking it from the birth of Jesus in Bethlehem happening. So this is what it says. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified much like the other people who saw angels. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The angels are away from people. They're on the outside. They're in the fields. They're more like rolling hills. And it's nighttime. They're in the dark. They're away. They're not seen by anybody apart from themselves. And I'm not even sure how closely they could see one another in the dark. They must have some form of way of seeing one another to call one another. And an angel appears in their darkness. An angel appears in their darkness and in their situation and then brings them this good news. Purposefully, the angel has come to find them, to tell them good news, great joy, 
a saviour has been born. These shepherds, nobody can see them, yet heaven sees them. God sees them, not only sees them, has a message for them and sends these angels, and not just one angel, but the heavenly hosts, and they get to hear the sound of heaven and praises, but they're just outside. They're outside of Bethlehem. They're out in the fields, and God sees them. The first point for today about journeying with great joy is to realize the great joy of being seen, the great joy of being seen by God. God sees you. God sees us. And maybe like when the angels appeared to different people and the shepherds, that's kind of terrifying at first, right? God, a holy God, you mean the creator and maker of the universe, the creator of my life sees me? That's terrifying. But the angel says, don't be afraid to the shepherds. I bring you good news. And this good news that we can carry, the great joy of being seen, is that Jesus brings his light into our darkness. You know, the shepherds were away. They're apart from the rest of people. You know, in our lives, we are all, we have all been away and apart from God and trapped in our own darkness, in our own nighttime of sin, right? Of of the things that we do that hurt people and hurt ourselves, our selfish acts, if you will. But really, just above all, we're away from him. And there's no way back to him in our own darkness, trying to get good by ourselves. We don't have a light to work our way out of the darkness. And yet God, this is what's so good. He still sees us. God sees us even though we're selfish at times. Even though, you know, I know it's Christmas and it's heavy, but it's the truth of the word. Even though we're sinners, God still chooses to see us. And not only see us, he sends Jesus to be a light in our darkness. In fact, he sends Jesus to replace the darkness in our lives with the light of himself. Jesus came, and we hear it in the word here, he came as a savior because we needed saving. We needed saving from our own darkness. And Jesus was perfect in every way, shone the light of His father, he shone as the light of the world. There was no shadow in him. There was no darkness in him. There was no shade in him. And yet he died on a cross. He chose to do that. And three days later, he rose again. So that even when people thought they extinguished the light of Jesus, Jesus continued to shine. And what that means for us, even even today that we can, by faith in him and his sacrifice of dealing with that darkness, dealing with our sin, we can repent. We can confess with faith and say, God, forgive me. And because of Jesus, he does. But not only that, he brings us back into relationship with him. This is such good news. I want to encourage you, this is good news for you, but this is good news For everyone, as it says in the text, this is great joy for all the people to know. The great joy of being seen is that Jesus brings his light into our darkness. One of the things that I realize here is like the shepherds, they're they're watching their sheep. 
That's what they're supposed to be doing. They're doing their living. Uh, they've got their eyes on their sheep or their shepherd's pie or whatever. They're looking at the sheep. And yet the angels appeared. They, they, they came and, and they grabbed their attention. From looking at the sheep, now they're looking at these angels. They're looking at the heavenly host. Something that really encourages me in this story is to realize that God is after your attention. God is after our attention and not just our attention. This God who sees us in the darkness, he still desires us and our affections. So not just to look at him, but to love him and know his love. That is the God of the Bible. That is the God of this story. He's after our attention and our affection. For some of you who are parents here who've had younger children or still do have younger children, is it just my experience or is it shared? Do children just talk at you whenever you're doing something or when you're halfway through a conversation with somebody else? They just talk at you. I have two beautiful girls, Sailor and Olivia, and I'll be trying to have a decent conversation with anybody, even my wife, and they'll just start talking at me as if, you know, <laughs> drop everything. I have something to say, Daddy. And what I love about this is, well, it's infuriating, but what I've come to love about this <laughs> is that my children want my attention. My children don't just want my attention to do something, to stop something, but they want my affection. And I know what it's like in life. You're busy doing all sorts of things. And uh, really, my children, a lot of the time I confess to you, I feel they're the distraction. You're distracting me from what I'm supposed to be doing, from what I'm supposed to be saying, from what I'm supposed to be hearing, from where I'm supposed to be going. You're distracting me. And I realize in life, there's all sorts of distractions and actually, we think they're the things we're supposed to be dealing with. But actually, they're the distractions. And I confess to you, even over maybe this beginning of this Christmas season, I've treated God like my children. Listen to that. This is not something I'm happy about, but I'm just confessing, being honest with you. I've treated God like the distraction in my busyness when it's actually my busyness that's the distraction and God is calling my attention, saying, David, listen to me. David, let me speak to you. David, let me help you. And I believe, I mean, this was a word specifically for me, but take it. I feel like it could be for some of us here. When I eventually, in my busyness, realized I actually, you know, God's been trying to get my attention and I actually stopped and just you know, pursued Jesus and, and, and listened out for what he had to say. He said to me, don't rush. And here I am trying to rush around and do everything. Good things. And yet God said, don't rush. And in fact, a scripture came to mind from that word. It said, be still and know that I am God. And I know some of you are already thinking, well, I can't stop things, David. I can't stop what I'm doing. And I, I understand that. And maybe the be still isn't stop. Maybe it's pause. But I think in whatever way we've got going on in our lives, God wants us to know him in it. Know him through it. Um, please don't give that as an excuse. If you need to stop, you do need to stop. Listen to God. And I, I, 
I, I'm saying that for myself as well. God is after our attention, but a lot of the time we see him as the distraction or we'll get to you at some point. That's, that's me and my kids. I'll get there, sailor. I've got a hundred other things to do, but I do love you and I'll get to you. That's, that's how it can be with our genuine God. And God sees us. And he's trying to grab our attention. I know the shepherd's got this amazing, you know, light show, if you will, of the angels. Maybe it's not so obvious, but we know when God's calling. You sense it in your heart. Your heart leads you. In fact, it convicts you. And I want to encourage you today. Don't let God be the distraction. Let God be the focus. The great joy of being seen. He brings light into our darkness and he's after our attention. Let's continue with the story. We're going to read from verse 15 and I'm actually going to read 15 and 16. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. I love this. So just imagine the experience the angels, uh, the, the shepherds got with the angels. They got to see the heavenly hosts. They got to hear the choir of heaven. They got to hear the sound of heaven. They got to hear about Jesus. There is a savior born unto you. God is on the move. And they're shepherds. And they've got jobs. And they're doing their livelihood. And they're out in the they're out in the fields, but it wasn't enough. What did they do? I mean, maybe they carried a lamb or two, but I know they had more than that. And they left their sheep. They left the hillside and they went to look for Jesus. They went to find because it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough just to hear. They needed to see Jesus for themselves. They pressed in. They looked for Jesus. They searched for Jesus. The second thing I wanted to say today is the great joy of seeing Jesus. It brings us great joy. We're all invited to search after, to look for, and to pursue Jesus. Not in just this moment here in church, but every day in our lives. For the rest of our lives, when we have a relationship with him, we get to pursue him. And we're guaranteed to find him because God wants us to find him. Jesus wants to be found by us. Back to Christmas, mainly on Christmas Day in my kind of families, on my, uh, my family side, but also my wife Hannah's side. We like to play games. I don't know about you. Maybe you have a favorite Christmas game or a Christmas game you really don't enjoy, but you're going to play it anyway because it's Christmas out of tradition. Um, our, my, my Dodwell side of the family, we love Rummy Cup. And uh, what I find hilarious, and I've tried—I tried it in the first service to rub off on the Penrys, my in-laws. But the, what the Dodwells do, right? What my mum and dad do, we play rummy cub, and my parents give out prize money so in a little red envelope, Chinese envelope, and we 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 get cash for playing the game and winning. And uh, <laughs> and and here's the thing, ah. I know I look young, but I'm the eldest of three siblings. We're all adults, and we've got, we, we don't need to be paid to play a game. And yet, it is a joy for my parents to reward us 
when we play the game and when we win. And we have to understand, we don't just play one round. Me and my siblings play that game as much as we can to get as much winnings as we can, to get as much cash as we can. So by at least some point, everybody has won some cash. And it's my parents who've paid for it. Even when they play, if they win, they get their cash back. Good for them. <laughs> but here's the thing. They don't need to pay for us to play. But it's a joy to them. God has literally paid and paved a way for us to find Jesus, to know Jesus. He paid the ultimate price. Not only did he give Jesus as a savior to be born, he gave Jesus as a savior to die on the cross and rise again. He paid it in full. And if we search for him, there's a joy in searching for him. There's a joy in finding Jesus. And when you find Jesus, you get Jesus for eternity. You get the invitation to walk with Jesus every day of your life. You get the joy of Jesus, the joy of the Lord to be your strength with every day of your life. So not only is there a joy in finding Jesus, not only is there a joy in searching Jesus out, but when you do find Jesus, when you do have revelation, when you do the rest of life with Jesus, you have the joy of him also. Thank God that he paid for us to play the game of finding Jesus. Let's see Jesus today. And these amazing shepherds, they didn't think, oh, well, that, that's not for me. <laughs> How could they when they've had that massive sign in the sky? But they, they were willing Oh, they were willing, they let go of what they were looking at at the time and they went to search for Jesus because they knew he was the priority. It could have been that they were distracted by the sheep, their livelihood, but they could trust the angels of heaven. They could trust what God was saying to them and they could even drop their livelihood for that evening, for that event and go in search of Jesus. And when they went in search, they found him. But they didn't just look for a sign. Remember the angel said, you will find a sign. Here's the sign. It's a baby wrapped in cloth, lying in a manger. The shepherds didn't go to see a sign. The shepherds went to see the savior of the world. And this is the tricky thing about Christmas. Everybody gets excited by the flashing lights of the sign. The angels of heaven being the sign, but they don't follow it through to see Jesus, not baby Jesus, risen Jesus. This is the hope in which we're all called for, to know the living Jesus. He did die, but he rose again on the third day. And because he did that, we can come to a relationship with God the Father through our repentance and through our faith in him. Check this out. The shepherds left their sheep they left their lambs to find the Lamb of God. Maybe we should leave what we have to find what God has. Because he's got a lot for us. I want to encourage you. The great joy of seeing Jesus is that he wants to be found by us. He's paid a way for us to find him. And we get to see Jesus personally as our saviour. Not just hear it from the angels. Don't just hear it from me. Don't just hear it from friends and family. See Jesus for yourself. 
We're going to continue in the story. What else can we learn from these shepherds? Luke chapter 2. We're going to read from 17 to 20. When they, that's the shepherds, had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. And here we have the shepherds spreading the good news, but not just good news that they had heard of, good news that they had seen. And because they had seen, you can see in the story, they feel the joy to the point they come back rejoicing and praising and glorifying God. The joy of journeying with Jesus means we have the great joy of sharing who we see. We get to share personally Jesus. We personally get to share what we personally encountered, not simply somebody else's story, not something just from the Bible, though sharing the word and scripture is good. But we, when we have a relationship with Jesus, we get to share about our personal relationship with Jesus. The, the shepherds didn't talk about, oh, the angels said this and that, but they got to say, they, the angels appeared, but then we saw Jesus. We saw the Savior. We saw our Savior. The great joy of sharing what we see is sharing the good news, sharing the love that we've experienced, not the love that we were taught about, not simply the love we've learned about, the love that each of us has experienced. The shepherds, they encountered Jesus. The shepherds, they saw Jesus. I want to encourage you, who are we seeing? Because it's what we see that actually shapes our lives. What we see is most of the time what we talk about. If we're seeing Jesus, we're going to be sharing the good news. And if you're seeing it day by day, then your day is going to be sharing good news about Jesus because you're with him and you see him. The great joy of sharing who you see is sharing about Jesus from your personal story. I really want to encourage you with this. As a church family, God's been doing stuff in us and through us because of events, and events are good, but actually it's the daily, being filled with the compassion of Jesus. When you're moved because of how Jesus has moved you and moved into your life and done what he's done in your life, then how, how could we not want to share that good news? And here's a final takeaway. The, um, the shepherds, what happened to them? It says they returned. Note this. They went back eventually to the fields. They went back out into the countryside. They didn't suddenly become church leaders or synagogue leaders. The everyday person went back, their situation and circumstance, their living ways or means hadn't changed, yet something had profoundly changed on the inside that was not going to be affected by the outside. The great joy of sharing who you see is that we can be seen from the inside out. The good news of inside beats the bad news or whatever news you find yourself in on the outside. 
And it can overflow from that point. And this is the point of lasting joy. Happiness mainly comes from what we experience on the outside. Our situations, our circumstances, our comforts. And they're fleeting. They will go. But Jesus, who is eternal, who is the risen king, who lives today, and we can live in relationship with him, he never runs out. His joy will never run out. It's in our lives. So regardless, and I know people go through stuff. I go through stuff. My family goes through stuff. There's different situations and circumstances that we would say are dark. Why hasn't Jesus shone his light into my surroundings, into my darkness? Well, can I encourage you? Jesus is shining his light in you. Jesus is the light of the world, but he's called you also to be the light of the world. What a joy and privilege to represent Jesus. You represent the creator and the maker of the universe. That's what he's bestowed upon all who would call upon his name. Not only to be forgiven by him, to be brought back into a relationship with him, but to be brought back into a relationship where you can be Christ's representatives. And I'm not saying that's easy. Christ's life wasn't easy. But we get the joy of serving Jesus. And the joy of serving Jesus doesn't get impacted by the outside because it's here. The good news of Jesus is in you. So we all today have an invitation to come and see Jesus. This invitation, I'm not trying to bend your arm, but it is an invitation of great joy. It is an invitation where we get good news. And just a reminder, this good news is the great joy of being seen by a God who loves you and cares for you and wants to and desires to shine his light into your life and to grab hold of your attention from any distraction that you have and give you himself. It's the great joy of being, of seeing Jesus for ourselves, not through somebody else, but personally. And that may mean dropping a few things and going for it. It may mean reprioritizing things. It may mean just being still. And know that he is God. He reigns regardless of what is going on in our lives. Health issues, scares, difficulties. He still reigns and he's still in your life. And finally, the great joy of sharing who you see. Great joy comes from seeing Jesus. In the madness of Christmas and in the madness of daily life, whenever it may be, can I encourage you? To see Jesus. Because I've, and I think for some of us here, you know, it's not me, but you know, God's been trying to grab your attention on something. So I'm going to ask a question, and that's what we'll lead out in in terms of our response. So, band, if you wouldn't mind coming up, where is Jesus attempting to grab your attention? Where is Jesus asking for more of your affection because you're giving it in the wrong way to something else? I'm going to invite the Holy Spirit to come to lead us in that question. And then we'll respond with worship and uh, we'll see what the Lord has to say in prayer following. So Heavenly Father, once again, we thank you for Jesus that you sent your light into this world. You sent your light into our darkness to light up our hearts and lives. And so right now, Lord Jesus, thank you that you've been pursuing our hearts. Not just now, you pursue us 
every day. Your goodness, your faithfulness, your mercies, mercy, it, it's for us. And so, Lord God, I just ask that you'd help each and every person here to know how you want to lead us and guide us. Would you give a, a tender heart to each of us to be able to receive what you are saying? Holy Spirit, come and have your way. We surrender our thoughts, our plans, our disappointments, our pain. We, we, we submit them, we surrender them to you and say, would you fix our eyes on you? Thank you for listening. We hope you've been blessed and encouraged by what you've heard. If you'd like to know more about Jesus, Wellspring Church, or how you can grow with others in faith, connect with us by clicking the link in the episode description or by joining us on Sundays at 9am and 11am in person and online.